0: And last week I, I talked about the woman who had met with Jesus at the well. Or rather I talked about Jesus talking to the woman at the well. And, and we established um, that, that normally Jesus would not, should, would not have talked to this woman because she was a Samaritan and he being a Jew would, should not have talked to her. But we need to step out of our circles. We need to step out things that we are used to, and I'm, I'm so blessed that Katinka that would, would share the testimony, and not only that, but challenge us to say, guys, we need to step out of our, our circle, and, and go out and, and talk to people, amen, amen. And, and that's exactly what I'm talking about, you spot on, it's an answer to prayer, we need to step out. We, we can't just, just come and enjoy some Holy Ghost party here and it ends there. The Holy Spirit must go with you to do something, to make an impact. And, and we also established that, that we, you know, we need to become people that can be trusted because people are going to take your message when they feel they can trust you. And, and it's not only about having... a a relationship over time but you see there is a certain level of trust I can trust you whereas my spirit senses your spirit in the moment you hear what I'm saying church it it doesn't have to be a wait until okay we've had dinner together and we've drank a cup of coffee together yes that is that is good that builds and strengthens the relationship but there is a place where you are, are, are able to connect with somebody and somebody says I can listen to what this person has to say just by, by looking at you I should be able to say this is a face that something might come out that I might want to hear you know, there are some people that come to you and you just don't want to stay with them. They already look like bad company. I hope you're not one of them. Where, where, you know, if you're walking in this direction and you see them coming, just by the look on their face, you think, well, if I can turn and just go this way. Because you look like bad company. And so the woman left her water pot with Jesus and I challenge you and say can I leave you with my water pot? Jesus was a stranger to this woman. But can I leave you with something trusted? And 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 I and we talked about that guys you need to be to prioritize the what? Who remembers? We said what should you prioritize? Mission. The mission over the what? The meal. Prioritize the mission over the meal. Prioritize the mission over the meal. We eat too much. Or we are more interested in things that just satisfy us. But but here we have a challenge, guys. It's good for us to have a meal, it's good for us to be in church. But there is a mission. There are people that also must come and be part of this meal. And I get a few amens. There are people that ought also to come and enjoy this Holy Ghost party. They ought to come and be in this presence. There are Dutch people and Dutch students and Austrian students and and German students and, and, and other students that are from all over their place. There are people living in this city. All kinds of people. And they also ought to come and be in this place. There are people that have never been to church and you can be the mission to them to bring them to a place where they can know that there is a meal that you can eat and never go hungry. There is a water that you can drink and never thirst again. There is a light that shines in the darkness and darkness has never been able to comprehend and master it. It is you that takes that message. There is a mission. Tell your neighbor I have a mission. I have a mission. We need to be a people with a mission and we must put the mission above the meal. Amen. Amen. So I could go on on that one, but let me move on to the next point. Point number four is this. You see, the the harvest is already there. The harvest is already there. You don't have to go looking for it. It's there. Tell your neighbor it's it's there. It's already there. The problem is our eyes are not open. We are not looking with open eyes. We are looking with closed eyes. That's why we don't see it. Remember, we read from John chapter 4. Let's read, let's read, it. Let's read a portion again. John chapter 4, and, and, and uh, I'll just read from 27 like I did last time. And upon this came his disciples and marveled that he talked with the woman. Yet no man said, what what seekest thou? Or why talkest thou with her? I'm reading from the King James by choice. The woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and said to the men, Come see a man. Come see a man. You know, who has told me all things which that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came unto him. In the meanwhile, his disciples prayed him, saying, Master, eat. But he said to them, I have meat to eat that you know not of. Therefore said the disciples one to another, Has any man brought him ought to eat? Jesus said unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Say say not ye, they have yet four months, then come the harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes. Everybody said, Lift up your eyes, up your eyes. Look, on look on the fields. Say it, say it loud. Look on the fields. On the fields. You see, they were surrounded by fields, they were surrounded by the harvest, and yet. And yet, listen to this for they are white already to harvest. The fields are there. They, the harvest is in the fields. And they are surrounded by the fields. And the harvest is white. The harvest is white. Tell a neighbor, the harvest, is the harvest is white. Tell them again, the harvest is white. When it says the harvest is why it is saying it is ready. It is ready for you to take it. It is ready for you to pick it. It is ready for you to bring in your mower and begin to cut and collect. The harvest is there. The harvest is ready. The harvest is around you. Hallelujah. It's around you. It's around you. It's around you. It's not far away. It's around you. You can just lift up your eyes and you will see it. All you need to do is lift up your eyes and you will see it. Just lift up your eyes and you will see it. And we are called to make disciples of all people, of all nations. How are we going to do it? You don't need to go to another faraway nation. Many of you have come already from a nation, so you are here. This is where God has brought you and has put you in a white field. You are in a white field. I said you are in a white field. The harvest is ready. The field is white and ready for harvest. It's time to harvest. It's time to harvest. It's time to harvest. It's time to to take. It's time to collect. So Jesus Tells them the harvest is already white. And he goes on in verse 36 says, And he that reapeth, receiveth wages. If you don't reap, you receive nothing. I say it again. If you do not reap, you will receive nothing. If you don't reap, you receive nothing. The harvest is white. And we must go in. And reap. Hallelujah. Must go in and reap. If you don't reap, you receive nothing. He that reapeth, receiveth wages and gathereth fruit unto eternal, unto life eternal. The, the, the mission of RCCG is to make it to heaven. And not only should you make it to heaven, But you should make it to heaven with as many, with as many as possible. That's why RCCG is known right now as the fastest growing Pentecostal church worldwide. Why? Because there is a mission. And that mission is to make it to heaven. But not only should you make it to heaven, you should make it to heaven with as many as possible. With as many around you. And the harvest is white. Oh, I don't know why I have this so heavy in my spirit. The harvest is white. Look up and see it. The harvest is ready. And you must take, don't don't just enjoy the Holy Ghost by yourself. Don't just think about, oh, as long as I'm going to heaven. No, it's not enough. You have to take others with you. You have to take others with you. You have to speak to others so that you can go with them also. The harvest is ready. Europe is ready. Europe is awakened. There is a heart of Europe that is awakening. The harvest is ready. There are men that God is raising within Europe and there is a revival that is ongoing. You know, I was I, I'm following, I'm following on, on a man who's filling stadiums. He's filling stadiums. European filling stadiums with young people, with youth. So I'm blessed and touched to hear about what's happening on campus. Because those are the generation that is coming to the Lord it's not the elderly that's filling up the stadiums It's the young people those that were never introduced to church they are coming into church they are coming in to fill up stadiums and church I want to announce to you and say there are many young people in the city the harvest is white oh and the amens are few but if I were to say God is gonna bless you I know I'll get a lot of amens, but today, no. The harvest is white. Say amen. Amen. The harvest is ready. Say amen. Amen. We must take the harvest. Say it louder. Amen. Amen. We must take it because it's there. The Holy Ghost comes upon us to make an impact. And that impact is about winning souls to Jesus. It's not about starting business. It's not about being the best student. It's about being the best student so that people can come to the Lord. Amen. If your business does not bring anybody to the Lord, then it is not benefiting the kingdom. Amen. You are just like the rest of them, like Richard Branson who does not believe in God. You're just like him. Your business must win people to the Lord. What are you putting in to get people to the Lord? We are, we are called to be a blessing. We are filled with the power of God to be a blessing. Why? Because the harvest is, these people quote it, let me speak to them. The harvest is white. The harvest is what? White. All right, okay, quote it now. The harvest is ready. The harvest is ready. And we must take the harvest. And so he, 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 he says, look up and see. And, and if we, we are there to bring fruit unto life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that re- reapeth may rejoice together. And herein is that saying true. One sow soweth and another reapeth. I sent you to reap that whereon ye bestowed no labor. I, I will leave this for another day. But there's something there, you see, that that, that that we need to understand. There have been people that have been praying for the salvation of the city. There are people that have been praying for the revival of the city. There are people that have been praying that you know we that, that, that there is a turnaround of souls and of lives in the city. And and I and I'm so convinced that now is the time that we will see uh, we will begin to see life turning to the Lord like we've never seen before, like we've not seen in the last few decades of the city. While the trend has been that the church is going down, I am so convinced, I'm so, I'm so believing God that now is the time that that trend shall begin to change. And it will not change by the traditional church. It will change by people that are filled with the Holy Ghost power like you and me. People are looking not for a traditional church. They are looking for Jesus. They are looking for Jesus. That's why they have left the traditional churches because they are no longer speaking Jesus. They speak about this is how you should do it. You start here and you stop here. People are looking for Jesus. They are looking for a Jesus who will speak with the Samaritan woman. They are looking for Jesus who will speak with the sinner. They are looking for a Jesus who will speak with somebody who never stepped into a church. People are looking for a Jesus who will say, "I care for you just as you are." They are looking for a Jesus who will say, it's not about your background. I don't care about your background. You've had five husbands and now you have the sixth. I don't care about that. What I care is about what I want to give you. I have eternal life. People are looking to hear, where is the eternal life? The woman left the sixth husband and decided to be a follower of Jesus Christ. She became an evangelist. Why? Because she has found something satisfying, and that's what the people are looking for. That's what we need to go and tell them. Not come to RCCG, no. Not come to AGP, no. You come to Jesus because Jesus is. Can I get an amen? People need to be told where the life is. The life is in Jesus. The life is in Jesus. Salvation is in Jesus. Deliverance is in Jesus. In in all my short life, and as a minister of the gospel, I've never seen anybody who has been saved because I've said in the name of RACCG. But every time I've said in the name of Jesus, people are saved. I've never seen anybody who said, Oh, I'm free now because you have told me the name of Methodist of Dutch Reformed Church, no, but every time I declare the name of Jesus, people get set free, and that's what they need. I've seen people who have said, I don't want to hear about your God, but in the moment of their distress, when you tell them about power and the salvation that is in Jesus and the love of Jesus in their circumstance, and when Jesus comes, it changes the perspective church has never been able to do that but Jesus does and so we need to be a people that are bringing eternal life we need to labor for something eternal hallelujah we need to labor for something what eternal and 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 I sent you to reap we will reap where others have labored oh we will reap where others have labored you see you see before amazing grace paris started there were people that had been praying for a church like this to start in this city well before i even stepped into this country even well before pastor Wale, who started amazing grace paris stepped into this country there were people who were praying for something like this to happen but you see they were saying god this city needs this city needs something like this so that the power of god can be experienced yet again why? Because we were in other places and we were, they were seeing that there's something that, that is needed. There's something that is needed. And, and the other day I was speaking to some Dutch pastor and says, you know, we just love the way you people pray and are so intimate with the Holy Spirit. How we need that fire also in us. So th- I know there is a mission. Hallelujah. And we need to spread the fire. Hallelujah. Amen. We need to spread the fire by telling people about the Jesus that saves About the power that is in Jesus. We are called to bring the power of Christ into our everyday life. I've just announced something to you, and it's deep, and we are going to run with it. But we are called, we are called, oh, tell somebody, we we are called to bring. Say it with conviction, to bring the power of Christ in everyday life. Say it with conviction. Now you know, the the fact that I've said we is okay. Because as long as we are in a group, I can hide behind the group. Pastor will do it. And when it happens it will be we huh mama pastor will do it and when it happens it will be we but I want you to say it again this time and say I, I. say it with conviction I, I. now put your name the I far I. I no no don't say my name say your own name <laughs> say I Say your own name. I am called to bring the power of Christ in everyday life. Say it again. Wait, 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 wait. I want you to say your name with conviction. I, I hear people say, I'm no, 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 to be called to bring. Don't you know your name? Say it with conviction. I Farai. Yes, am called to bring. You are called to do that. That's what Jesus says we are called to do. And as a church, we're going to walk by this. And I told you it's deep. I'll come to it on another day. But for today, I want you to know, we are called to labor in a place and reap that which others have sown. Because the harvest is white. The harvest is ready. The harvest is white and the harvest is ready. And, and, and so the harvest is ready. God is looking for laborers. Let me read. Our, I wanted to get to verse 35. Verse 30, verse, let me, sorry. Verse 37. I went on verse 37. And, and, and one sows. Another reaps, verse 38, I sent you to reap that whereon ye bestowed no labor. Other men labored, and ye are entered into their labors. We are in the labors of others. And while we are in the labors of others, we must reap. We must reap. Why is it important for us to reap now? Why is it important for us to reap now? Jesus, Jesus speaking to them. Jesus speaking to them says says something that I found so profound. You know, verse, verse, verse this says, Do you not say, do you not have a saying? It's still four months until harvest. I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe. Do you not say, do not say, verse 35, do not say. they are still four months. You are already in the harvest. You are already in the field. Put verse 35. You are already in the field. You are standing in the field. Look around you. They don't Say, you know, there are four months, then come at the harvest. No, 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 no. There is not about four months. You are already in. Some of you in four months' time, you will be gone. You would have, don't miss it. Tell your neighbor, don't miss, it. don't miss it. The harvest is now. The harvest is now. It's all about, you see, what Jesus was saying to them is you are, you have no choice but to start harvesting. Because the fields are white. If you don't harvest a crop when it is ready, it rots and you lose it. If you don't harvest a crop when it is ready, it rots and you lose it. And I am not going to lose my crop. If you don't say amen, I say amen myself. Amen. I'm not going to lose my crop. I'm not going to lose my crop. If you don't take what you're supposed to take, you lose it. If you have a, a field of potatoes, who's the potato expert? If you don't take out the potatoes when it's time to harvest, what happens to the potatoes? They rot. And you have lost your labor. Who's the the milking expert here? Who deals with milk? Nobody deals with milk. Okay, who does beans? (laughs) Mice. Okay, all right. What happens if you don't take off the corn when it's time to take it off? It will rot. You lose your crop. What happens if you kill the, the animal for the beef at the proper time? It loses taste. You then have to write to people, cook it for four hours if you want to eat it. And then in the end, yeah, pressure cooker. And if you don't have a pressure cooker, you're in trouble. It becomes so tough. You know, those chickens that you keep for very long. By the time you cook it, they're just born. You need muscle. Why? Because when the time it was tender and ready for harvest, you didn't harvest. Jesus says, don't think there are four months. In other words, don't procrastinate your evangelism. Don't procrastinate your evangelism. Write that down. Don't procrastinate on evangelism. Don't procrastinate on telling somebody about the love of Jesus Christ. Don't procrastinate on your evangelism. The harvest is white. It's ready. Luke 10 verse 2, Jesus also says to them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. So Jesus says, it's not a problem of the harvest. (laughs) And I was praying to say, God, why is AGP not growing? Jesus told me it's not a problem of the harvest. It's a problem of the laborers. It's a problem of the church. Your church needs to go out. Your church needs to go out. They need to go bring them in. It's not a problem of the harvest. You are standing in the harvest, but you're not harvesting. You are sleeping in the harvest. You are just looking there, just eating. It's not a problem of the harvest problem of the people. The people are there, but you're not harvesting. The people are there, but you're doing nothing to bring them in. The harvest is ready, but you're leaving it to rot. So church, we need to rise up and go out. Hallelujah. Remember I said impact, go out. We are here to bring the power of Jesus Christ into everyday life. And as we do that, the harvest will come in. But it does not come in when we stay here. The harvest does not come in when we just keep quiet and just wrap ourselves and say it's cold. And just put on our nice clothes and go off on our nice bike. The harvest is going to come in when we reach out and say, my brother, I support you across the street and while we're going, do you know Jesus? My sister, my friend, my colleague, I know life is tough, but I know somebody who can help you in the tough time. I know things are not going well, but I tell you somebody who can give you peace is Jesus. Jesus. We need to go out. We need to go out. The harvest is ready. But the laborers are few. So I'm praying that the laborers will go out. Number, the, my, my last point is, 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 so if you've been counting one, two, three, this is number five, is, 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 is basically... Go to those in your circle because sometimes we don't know where we're going to start from. I, I, I'm intrigued by this. I'm intrigued by this. I need to show you this. Go to verse 28. Go to verse 28 and then put, put verse tw- 39 as well. 28 and 39 of chapter 4. John chapter 4. Verse 28. I need to show you this. The woman. Remember this woman has had several husbands and is living with another man right now who's not even, you know, you know she, she's, got a, she, she's got something with men. So verse 28, the Bible says, The woman left her water pot and went her way into the city and saith to the men, M-E-N. M-E-N. Those of you that understand gender very well, what is M-E-N? Males. She went back to the males because she are often associated with the Males. She was often in the circles of the men doing her business. So she went back to the men and said to the men, come see a man. Can you go back to the people in your circle, your classmates, your roommates, your housemates, your neighborhood, your street, and say to the people, I know a man and his name is Jesus. Can you go to your football colleagues and, and your teammates? Can you go to the people that you often go shopping with to your social club and tell them there is a man and his name is Jesus? Can you go to your family and tell your family there is a name that is above every other name? You know, it's even above our own family name and the name is Jesus. Can you go to the people that you have been walking with and playing with? You know, when I got born again, I told all my friends, I had a group of friends that I hung out with. And I got born again in 1994. <laughs> got born again. And when I got born again. I told them, guys, I'm born again. I'm leaving the world we used to live. I put my trousers back the right way. No more crisscross. No more long baggy jeans that look like I've borrowed from my dad. (laughs) Putting on my own trousers. I'm cleaning myself up. I was telling my friends. And one of my friends said, oh, you were joking. Said, yes, watch me. I'm born again. The only way now is for you to join me because I'm not joining you anymore. Watch my life change. And and after two years, one guy comes to me and says, you only became a Christian because you wanted to have some responsibility in the school. Because I ended up what was called a prefect in the school. Say, you know, no, it was never about that. But if becoming a prefect is something that you associate with my I'm born again, then you better join me in being I'm born again. Go tell the people in your circle. When I graduated from my master's, my supervisor mentioned the point that I was a Christian. In the aula. Not at the party, in the aula. In official business where the university says, we don't want religious things. They mentioned it. And I will never forget the impact that it. I had I, I, I not, I not taken it as heavy as that until Pastor Wale came to me. Pastor Wale Obembe was the pastor who was before me. Came to me and says, I am so impressed by you that they had to mention, what were you doing in that department? I'm born again. Amen. Let's go drink some beers. I'm born again. Let's go to Unitas. I'm born again. Amen. Come to church in the weekend because I'm born again. Amen. I told them, and they knew. So in the end, they didn't invite me to Unitas anymore because they knew the answer is. Oh, you have this problem in a church. We pray for these things and we get a solution. And they can't deny because I am getting a distinction above them. I go to church, and I work. And I get a distinction, and, and so they can't deny. I pray for my thesis. Prayer works. I have a distinction. Do you? When I started this course, I joined it with six out of ten. Now I have a distinction because... While I was working, I was praying. Why? Because I'm born again. Do you hear what I'm saying, people? So we we must go out. We must step out of the place of our comforts and go tell the world. And the world is the people in our circle. The woman went to the man. Go to verse 39. The woman went to the man. She told the man and and many of the Samaritans of the city came, came to Jesus and believed on him for the saying of the woman which testified, he told me all that I ever did. You see, she just found something that touched her life and went and told that. She was touched by the fact that Jesus knew, this stranger told me that I have five husbands and the one I'm living with now is not even my husband. This stranger told me that I am thirsty and I'm looking for something and he has water to give me and that water I'll never thirst again. That was his story. Come see a man. He's a prophet. He's told me things that I've ever did. But even Jesus having told you all the things, this is where it touches and I was listening the other day to Ken Blanchard. Ken Blanchard is, is one management guru and leadership guru who wrote the book One Minute Manager. Anybody ever heard of that? Ken Blanchard is became born again. He wrote One Minute Manager when he was, when he was not born again. And then he got born again in the course of time. And he says, he says, the one thing that he did not want about church people that came to him was the fact that they came and told him, you're a sinner, repent. And he says, I did not want anything to to do with that God because I felt condemned the moment people, you're a sinner, repent. But until somebody came to him and says, you know, you know what? There's somebody who can make you complete. Perfect. Today you are somewhere around 80% because you're a good guy. You've written a good book. Millions copies it's helped so many companies blessed so many people but you know the principles you're talking about are being talked about by somebody else greater than you and there is nothing new in your book but you know you're 80 percent you can become a hundred if only you knew this person and he was curious and then eventually he got to know it was jesus christ and as he he was hearing more about jesus christ he gave his life over completely to jesus and then he started doing leadership courses, leadership courses for churches and pastors and, and 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 organizations with the principles of the Bible, going deeper. And he's he's sold many more books beyond one minute manager by reason of that, the fact that Jesus made him whole. But but you see, the reason I tell you this story is you need to find a message. That's going to touch the lives of people. This woman says, this man told me everything I've ever done. And not only that, not only that, he's told me he can give me eternal life. Says you are thirsty. That's why you've been doing all these things. I can give you water and you will never thirst again. There is a message in every one of us. There is a testimony in every one of us. Did you not give a testimony? Who didn't share a testimony this, this today? I said share a testimony with your neighbor. Who didn't hear a testimony? None of you. Everybody shared a testimony because there is a testimony in the inside of us. There is something we can share. If you can share it with these guys, go share it with the people outside. Go share it with the people outside. Go tell them. Your testimony, and tell them, I know a man, and his name is. Jesus. Say it with conviction. His name is. Jesus. In Mark chapter five, verse nineteen. Jesus, Jesus tells the man who he had just delivered from the many one thousand or legions of demons. And he tells him, go home to your friends. Go home to your friends and tell them how great things the Lord has done for you. Go home to who? And do what? Tell them what? How great things the Lord has done for thee. And has had compassion on thee. Let's rise to our feet as we pray. Go tell your friends. I want you to pray, a, uh, to pray a simple prayer today. You see, when we can go out and tell our testimony to people out there, the power of Christ will be experienced in everyday life because really it's about going back to the people in your circles. It's about going back to your friends. It's about going back to the people around you and telling them this is what the Lord has done. He saved my soul he healed my body he freed my mind took away confusion this is what the Lord has done just go tell them the great things that the Lord has done I was down and I'm up I was sick now I'm well this is what the Lord has done go tell the world what the Lord has done I want you to pray and say Lord help me to go and be a witness help me to go and just testify help me God to go and just testify open my eyes oh Lord to see the harvest around me Open my eyes to see the harvest around me. Remember the harvest was ready and yet they were not seeing it. So pray and say, Lord, open my eyes that I may see the harvest around me. In the name of the Lord Jesus, open my eyes, oh God, that I may see the harvest around me. And Lord, help me, Lord Jesus, to testify to that harvest, to testify to that harvest. This woman just went back into the city. She knew where the harvest was. The harvest was all over those men around her life she just went back to them and told them Jesus tells the man go tell your friends that is the harvest they are already there just go tell them they are already there they are already there they are already there God I pray I pray Lord Jesus help us oh father to take the harvest help us oh my God to take the harvest oh God help me help me help me Lord fill me with your power and grace for the harvest in the name of Jesus oh raise your right hand to the Lord Father I pray oh God together with each and every one Lord that Father our eyes will be open to the harvest I pray God that there will be boldness to witness you say that we will receive power when the Holy Spirit is upon us Father I pray Holy Spirit ignite that fire in us to tell the world just like Paul, Paul Peter on the day of Pentecost when he received the Holy Spirit Lord he spoke and witnessed to the people around him the harvest was already there all he needed was to open his mouth and speak. I pray that God we will receive such power and boldness to speak and to declare the goodness of the Lord. Your compassions over our lives. To testify Lord of all that you are doing and have done for us. God I thank you. I pray God the Father we will step out oh Lord of just our comfortable circles of church and go out to the people outside and begin to tell them lord fill your people with your power and grace in the mighty name of jesus we pray amen praise god just just before you you you, you we give our offering we're gonna make a start we're gonna make a start and 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 easter is next weekend and i want you to bring someone to church so you're gonna get